Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in uh, Beaverton Podcast Studios. In Portland proper is Ryan Palmer. I am. I am here. Here am I. I'm ready to pod. I uh, don't have much going on in my life. And this is what I have to look forward to. So here I am. Here I am. I mean, the thread officially was something to live for. So I'm glad that we are still, in the end, something to live for. Just barely. You only need one. You only barely need something to live for, really, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin's in the swamp. I thought I wasn't going to get to podcast tonight. My son ruined uh, my wife and I's date night by uh, giving his in-laws just hell until we came home. The so business. we came home early. And so just because business. just give him the absolute business. <laughs> Ross the business. Uh, Do, I have two thoughts about this. Yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Know, so but. I mean he so he gave him the business and then we had to come home and uh and put him to bed. And so because of that, I'm not out right now and instead I'm podcasting. It's not all bad. You know, this is a classic lemons lemonade situation. Uh, when something turns bad, turn it around, Colin, and find something good. Was that Daniel Tiger? Yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. We're not there yet. We're not there yet in our house. It's mainly Bluey, but uh, Bluey is so good. If oh, if you Bluey watch Bluey so, and you amazing. don't, as a dad, and you don't want to be Bandit, who is the dad in Bluey, uh, with you all no your soul. heart, you, you have, have no, no exactly, yeah, yeah. That is, he is the guy. Oh, just the absolute best. The absolute best. Jill and I, my wife and I, will watch episodes, you know, separately. Without the kids. No, but, I mean, no. we'll, we'll watch episodes with, with our daughter, but um, maybe Jill will wake up early in the morning and watch a couple episodes, and then she'll, she'll be like, you need to watch this one episode. <laughs> so good. You got to catch up. <laughs> you got to catch up. Uh, Colin, Sunday night, date night. This is a level of optimism and just like first thought, Sunday night, date night, not something that would ever cross my mind. So good for you. Second, uh, are your grandparents, not your grandparents, are your children's grandparents not spoiling them enough? I mean, I feel like in my situation here, uh, we leave the kids with the grandparents. They're happy because they're watching TV for four hours straight. (laughs) They're getting... The candy that like what like, and you know as a parent it's like well you know what that's the I've made that that's deal the price you pay. they can exactly that's mm-hmm. fine. First of all, days of the week have no meaning to to me because I wake up early with the kid. Anyway, like what's the oh, what I'm staying Doesn't out matter. late like whatever who cares, uh, and uh, yeah they obviously do still spoil them. Uh, you know I think the the strategic error here was that. Uh, we also spent the day with them, so they kind of lost their their novelty to mm. grandma grandpa, mm. which uh, I think is a huge part of the appeal. Not that they were getting spoiled all day because we were actually around in the mix for the day, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think they kind of just the ran excitement. out of juice there. Yeah, yep, 
Yep. Well, there you go. It'll happen. And so we have Colin podcasting, which there is lovely. There you go. I have, uh, I want to kick off with a, a grassroots update. Yeah, give it to us. What, what Palmer? What Palmer? Oh, I was just going to say shouts to the business. <laughs> Giving them the business. Uh, Absolute business. Uh, just down the road from the Beaverton Podcast Studios, yesterday, Saturday, was the uh, Oregon State High School Soccer Finals. Oh, wow. Division 6A uh, played at uh, Hillsborough Stadium, which is, you know, just a, just a hop, skip, and a jump from Beaverton Podcast Studios. The Hillsborough Hops? Uh, same complex. Okay. Same complex. Yep, exactly. Um, which is the, like, college league baseball team for those that are oh, not sure. with like, the Hillsborough Isn't that Hops. The, the Mallards? No, that's, that's it, the, Wisconsin? The, the Pickles are the college league one. I think... Hillsborough Hops are like actually double A, triple A. Are they in the system? They're, they're MLB oh. uh, related. The the pickles are the ones that the the mallards. It's college kids. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so you know, needing something to do after quiet time with my elder son, five years old, we cruised out to watch the girls' state final. Oh, it come was on. amazing. It was amazing. It Who's was in the, it? look. Uh, it was Westland versus Jesuit. So, Seb, any game that comes on, doesn't soccer games, of course, football games, bit, basketball games, bit, anything, anything competitive for watching, he's trying to figure out who to root for. Uh, usually that's who's winning, and then that's who he roots for. So, one does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we showed up a little late because, you know, we had to wait for quiet time to end before we could get on the road. It was already 1 0 to Jesuit. So I had to spend the entire time trying to convince him that, in fact, we should be rooting for West Lynn, the public school, versus <laughs> Jesuit, the private Catholic school. Uh, also, we were sitting, like, we walked in, because we were a little late, so we walked into this place and just took the first yeah. entry into, like, the stadium, the, like, bleachers, like, whatever. We just got to get to the field. And, and my son was super excited. So I was like, yeah, go, just run. He runs in. It comes in, the like the entry is halfway up the bleachers. And so he runs straight down to the field. I literally thought he was gonna go past the fence and like out onto the grass. <laughs> I was like, buddy, buddy, buddy. He goes first row, first row, and right across the uh, aisle from where we're sitting is the Westland student section. <laughs> and then Seb immediately starts like, Let's let's go black team. It's like, no, 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 we're rooting for the white team. We're rooting for the team wearing white. That is Westland. All of these students are right here. We can't look, bud. We're rooting for Westland. Sorry. Uh, but it was great. They were phenomenal. It was so fun. You get to see the whole field. I, You forget when you watch soccer on TV how little of the game you get to see. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it really so much better to be able to see the entire game. How the, like, you know, it, high school soccer, it's not like these teams are phenomenally tactical or something. But it's really fun to be able to see how the teams are moving. Uh, you know, one team was like clearly trying to play a little bit of a press and like get their defenders to step up, which was fun to watch. And uh, the, the skill level was much better than anything that I ever saw when I was in high school. Uh, I was really impressed. But the best part this is the best part. So Jesuit rode their one nil lead, looked great in the first half. Jesuit, I thought, would cruise. Second half, Westland comes out and just just playing on the counter, breaking, 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 getting chances, getting chances. It was very exciting. Uh, doesn't find a goal. So Jesuit, 1-0 up. 
and it's high school. I mean, I guess, I guess it's the same in college, but it's a countdown timer. Mm-hmm. And like when the buzzer goes, the game's over. Oh, There's yeah, no yeah, ref's yeah, discretion. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, and the, uh, the stadium announcer does a 10 second countdown. Oh my God. So he starts so at American. 10. It's just He's so cu- it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So, it's but so like, ridiculous. It's, I think it's a great, it's, this is one of those things where it's like, it's American, but like, I think it's a totally legit thing. When I played in high school, um, they would stop the clock at two minutes. And, oh, and then, then and turn so it over then to the, the ref. ref kind of had the, their own discretion. But anyway. Oh, interesting. Uh, so about a minute left. Westland get a kick. The, but the PA for some announcer's reason, counting down from two minutes. That'd be great. <laughs> no. <laughs> but there's some, like, mix-up. So, th- like, they try to take a throw-in. The linesman has to tell them it's a free kick. This is, like, in their defending third. They finally get a free kick taken. They, like, boot it into the middle of the field. And there's a... F- ad, so this all takes a while. There's a foul in the middle of the 10-second countdown at, like, just past midfield, oh, center of the field. Yes. There's, I'm like, oh, that's the game. Game yeah. over. Referee with Stops two seconds left yes. throws up the big over the head <laughs> X to stop the clock. Did he give a card? Two seconds left. He did. He gave a card for like time wasting, I guess, but there's okay. no time wasting. Like, also, it would have been better. Like, anyway, so he stops it. He had not stopped the clock for a single other foul the entire game, but for some reason, this one with two seconds left, he stops right. the clock. Right. Amazing, amazing drama. So, Westland get one more chance, hoof the ball towards the goal legitimately, you know, could have gone in. And it's in the mixer. It didn't go in straight. Two seconds left. Game's over very quickly. No chance for, like, a, a ricochet rebound. But, man, it was amazing drama. Oh, God. Uh, if the, so if the balls, I mean, two-second hang time seems, I mean, depending on how far away. But if the ball's in the air and the buzzer goes off, is that that's just game over? Yeah, it's got to be like hockey rules. Line. Hockey rules, you got to get it across the line. Oh my god, yep. that's crazy. That's crazy. Good drama. That's that's amazing. But I don't know when the clock starts actually. Is it at the free kick or is it like basketball inbound where it's when the pl- like it's, the next touch? I mean, it's a good question. It's like a wrinkle in soccer that we've just it's not a question that we have to uh, Yeah, ask exactly. Ourselves, you know, like when does it count? It's like the win- is win- the, all these hockey. questions are like are not like questions we're asking to FIFA or someone. It's like we're asking right. them to the Oregon High School Soccer Association yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it it was amazing. We had a great time. Uh, Seb wanted to stay. My son wanted to stay the entire game. That's the first time he's done that. We go to Timbers games. We make it to halftime if we're lucky. Uh, so he wanted to stay the entire game. He was loving it. Uh, it was just it was great. Support your grassroots. I want to go watch some high school soccer that's not the cha- state championship game now. Yeah. My, we've got neighbors that are involved in the high school soccer program. I want to, like, I'm just really hyped up. It's awesome. Uh, Qatar is evil. You know what's not evil? Uh, you know, Oregon State high school soccer, girls soccer. Like, um, just, it was lovely. <laughs> Palmer disagrees, but. I mean, I'm not saying that they're evil, but there's some pretty shitty people that are in the uh, the rules and and. They need, yeah, we won't get into it, I, but yeah. I, I'm willing to bet that the level of the human rights abuse is happening in Oregon uh, State yeah. girls' Fair. high school soccer. <laughs> Fair, is, point. Fair point. Yeah, it's a little easier ethically to convince yourself that it's okay to have a good time watching that game than it is, uh, than it will be the World Cup. So, yep. uh, it was wonderful. We left before the boys' game kicked off a, a few minutes after the girls' game ended. 
Jesuit also won that one like 4-0, uh, just cruised. They'd won their semifinal 6-1 or something. So uh, I have a newfound hatred for Jesuit High School, who are, <laughs> this is the second time that I've discussed uh, the Mighty Ducks in recent pods, but they're clearly uh, the Edina they're, Hawks. They're clearly the Hawks. They wear yeah. black uniforms like it, you know, if the glove fits. You brought Sorry, it on yeah. yourself. You brought it on yourself, Jesuit. There are yep, some, some exactly. cake eaters. Uh, also, they still go by Crusaders, which I find like at least 10 years too late to be carrying that moniker still. <laughs> I think everyone's decided that's <laughs> offensive. Come on. Come on, Jesuit. So, uh, yep, that's it. That's it. It was lovely. Go support your grassroots. Minnesota Aurora, et cetera, et cetera. Get involved. That was great. Yep. Uh, we got an email. Pedro emailed. I'm just going to take this since I'm talking. I'll just keep talking. Um, he says, I'm now legally allowed to gamble in Arizona. So I don't know if that is sports gambling now allowed in Arizona or is Pedro just now of age? Who knows? But he's allowed to gamble. So he wants to be part of the World Cup pool. Uh, we talked about this last week. Ben Pearson, a good friend of the pod, is organizing a World Cup pool. If you are interested, get in touch. And you know what? Some of you out there that haven't gotten in touch, you're going to get an email anyway because we know that you'll... Oh, you shouldn't tell so them that. You should make them, make them email. It's coming. I mean, we only have a week. Yeah, so, true. I mean, it's going to be coming. Uh, you're really burying the lead here. Uh, does anyone want to do any translation for going to manifest my... Lomo? Lomo to win it all? I did, I did I, some research before the pod, but... As I'm as an uh, approaching middle-aged white man, I also Googled it. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't Googled it, but I'm gonna go. Lack of missing loud, like uh, lack of missing. I feel like, but no, no, it's good. Oh, like FOMO, he, some FOMO yeah. related. Yeah, he's uh, he's manifesting his love of his life. Love of my life is Lomo. Wow, to, to win never would have got it. So uh, he really wants. Uh, um, Memo Ochoa. Ochoa to, to have the night, <laughs> his, the night he'll never forget, you know? Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, Shouts to Pedro for keeping this pod young. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy lift. Uh, all right. So anything else, guys? Warm-ups, thoughts, grassroots updates. Beautiful. Thanks for that update. Let's, let's go. Let's get outraged. Let's do it. Uh, the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup 2022 Qatar roster dropped this Wednesday. Uh, I was in meetings all day, so didn't get to react to it until like Thursday morning. But uh, there are some inclusions that I think are surprising. There are some snubs that are maybe we had some ideas. There were some leaks ahead of time, but worth discussing. Uh, so let's talk about this roster. First of all, in goal, Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, Matt Turner. That's in no particular, the, no particular order right there. No particular order. Yeah. Uh, Turner, the presenter starter here. Palmer, thoughts on the goalkeeper squad? Um, I'm good with it. I, you know, I think Matt Turner was, for us, I thought, uh, kind of the nailed-on starter. I feel like he's been better uh, in the run-up to the World Cup. Um had seen most of the time in, in, uh, in the qualifiers. So this makes sense. Um, I mean, I, the big name is, is Zach Steffen is, is missing from that. So 
for me, that is a pretty uh, quickly quick fall from grace for Zach Steffen. Um, and you got to feel for him, but it's also a business. And yeah, I don't think he deserved to really even be in the squad, just given his form. So it sucks. Colin, do you actually think he was he's fourth or worse best goalkeeper? Or I mean, part of me thinks this is just to simplify and take the drama out of who has to start. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that, actually. We have not discussed this beforehand, but that's exactly what I think. I mean, personally, I think Sean Johnson is definitely not as good as Zach Steffen. Having watched Sean Johnson for years now in MLS, he's not that good. Like, he makes some really nice saves, but he's just not that great of a keeper. Zach Steffen can have his day where he's a pretty damn good shot stopper uh, and like one-on-one type keeper. Yeah, he's not. He flaps at crosses, and he's a kind of a liability, and that's why he's not our number one. But there's no way he's he's worse than Sean Johnson. I'm sorry. There's just there's just no way. But I'm, I agree but with you. I just, it's like, it makes the selection easier. You know, there's a potential like if you bring him in and then he's he sits, then he's like pissed off or something. Just don't bring him in. Fine, mm-hmm. move on, deal with it afterwards. Totally agree. The Sean Johnson pick feels more like a uh, career achievement, yeah, award like, kind of thing. You're not going right? to play like anyway. You, yeah, See, who cares? Um, I don't, it's fine. Could have picked any MLS keeper. Ethan, Ethan Horvath. I think he, I said in the text thread, pick Nick Romando. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Did, Ethan Horvath had like uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the like some penalty saves. I can't remember. Yeah, he came in um, in the Gold it, Cup. In the Gold Cup, right? yeah. Yeah. Penalty save against like Mexico. Nations League. Yeah. Or but Nations against yeah. Mexico. That feels like, so like if Sean Johnson is a uh, career achievement award kind of thing um, and just come and and do the World Cup because like you missed your chance four years ago, um, the Ethan Horvath feels kind of like, you know, you you've done a uh, you've you've shown up in a big moment and we'll give that to you. Whereas I think of I mean like Ethan Horvath, Zach is, Steffen, but Ethan like Horvath is tailor like, made for the role. When has he shown up? Uh, Zach Steffen's had some good games for the national team, but Ethan Horvath is tailor made for the role. He uh, if he plays, it's going to be in a reserve capability. Yeah, uh, who, he's already done that in a great in when the one time he was called up to do that, he did out of his mind well. Right, great. If we need to call on you again, perfect. Like, those two are, are nailed on. So it's really just taking Zach Steffen over Sean Johnson. Yeah. The, the, the reverse, which is, yeah. who cares? It's the third key. Yeah. Yeah, it's I not going to matter. Yeah. Uh, defenders, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Serginho Dest, Aaron Long, Shaq Moore, Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally, DeAndre Led, Yedlin, Walker Zimmerman. Uh, what pops out at you here, Colin? I mean, it... It's not a ton. I guess Tim Ream is the fact that uh, we kind of thought he was done with the national team and too old. And, you know, we're going for this youth generation. He has no pace. Uh, But, you know, we have problems at center back right now. Uh, Miles Robinson obviously is hurt. Um, We need a center back. He plays every week in England. We're playing two teams from where a lot of their players play in England. Uh, You know, it makes sense. Uh, and I think Berhalter said some things about this, like about the fact that um, he has familiarity with a lot of the players we'll play against. So 
I, I hope he's my, not a starter, but yeah, if he is gets called on, it's not a huge liability. I this upsets me because <laughs> I think he he should have been involved earlier. Mm-hmm. We knew our opponents. Yeah. Why was Greg not bringing him in to make sure he got a few reps? Uh, it just feels like poor planning that he hasn't been part of the team, hasn't been part of the team, hasn't been part of the team, and now he is. Even if you say, oh, well, we had a key injury to... Uh, I can't think of the guy's name now, sorry, but um, one of the other center backs that we would have expected to bring, or like Brooks has been frozen out. Tim Ream oh, hasn't Richards. been involved at yeah, all. Chris Richards. Uh, yeah, Chris Richards, that's right. Um, it it just feels like the team building over the last year or the squad building has left him out. And then when it comes down to it, making this pick a surprising pick shows um, that Greg has, has kind of fumbled that. I mean, who do you and want I him actually, to take instead? Well, I, I actually, I've been saying he should bring team, Tim Ream. Tim Ream captains Fulham, who's yeah. playing in the Premier League. He, like, I think he deserves to be here. I'd, actually, I'll talk about it later, but I'd love to see him start at least against Wales. Um, so I I want him to be here. But I think my point is it shows that Burhalter was not planning to uh, and had to fall back to it. Yeah. Uh, and that's just poor planning. Well, I mean, you have I mean, all this time to try to put a squad together. Yeah, but if you know what you're going to get out of Tim Ream and instead you give chances to Mark McKenzie and Eric Palmer Brown and I don't know who else, but and they don't do it for you, you know, you're, you're test giving more testing opportunities to the young guys who you're not sure if they can what they're they're capable of but you know exactly what tim ream's capable of at this point if you don't you're a fool right so when's the, when's the last time he played next to walker zimmerman though like last summer i mean i don't know but like a lot of these guys are not going to have played next to the their guy you, you can't there's enough permutations of you know chris richards and eric palmer brown and mark mckenzie and tim ream and walker zimmerman that you can't make all those pairings in the last 12 months yeah uh maybe but you could also look at the availability and i mean the center back situation has not been one that snuck up on us we've been talking about it for quite a while absolutely true and so you know you figure it out Injuries are going to happen, sure. If he meant to bring Chris Richards, uh, fine. But for Tim Ream to not have been involved at all and then be a last-second call-up uh, just seems very uh, off to me. Although can I'm I, glad. I'm happy that he's there. I think he should be. Can I ask a couple questions about, about our defenders here? Cameron Cargeter, Vickers, and Joe Scally seem like... I mean, for one, like Cameron Carter Vickers is, I feel like, a name I haven't seen in a long time. So when I saw him on the roster, I was like... Oh, Tim Ream yeah, is a name that has been, like, discussed and talked about, right? Like, why isn't he in the squad? He should be in the squad, kind of like what Dan was saying. But Cameron Carter-Vickers, I'm like, oh, uh, really? And Joe Scally seems like um, kind of a, a surprise. I mean, I think he's young, uh, probably has some, some potential, but also... Oh, I think Joe Scally's a baller, dude. Okay, great. I, I, hope, he, I hope he starts. That's good. That's good to know. I need to know these things so that when I turn on the TV, I know what to look for because I just haven't been watching and paying attention to this shit. But uh, th- they're just names that I was like, I feel like we haven't really been like these are the these are our guys. You know? Yeah, I think Joe Skelly. There was like more Joe Skelly hype, like maybe 
nine months ago or something like that. Yeah. He was kind yeah. of like breaking through, and it was like right. he needs an he's, he needs a national team call up. And then he got a couple, and we kind of haven't like heard that he's actually going to be part of the World Cup squad or right. whatever. But I, I think maybe I think he starts as a little strong because Anthony and Serginho are probably the the pairing. But I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, I think he's solid. It's a big call to ask for him to start. Yeah, though. yeah. I think probably, our, it's probably our outside backs too, are pretty nailed on. Yeah, and they have played a bunch. And yeah, you probably don't know. Don't need to mix it up at this stage in the World Cup. Yeah. CCV was in two of the last three camps and played out of four games, two and a half of them. So he's not, uh, I mean, before that, it had been a couple of years before yeah. he really, since he'd really gotten a look, 2018. Um, but recently, he's come back into the picture over over the summer. And so we performed really well in those last two two camps, right? That was the Japan. <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't Saudi in Japan, Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. No. Okay. It was, actually, it must have been one camp, but it was two. There were friendlies, and it was Concacaf Nations League. Okay. So he played against uh, Morocco, Granada, and El Salvador. Uh-huh. Not amazing competition, but uh, at least he's been around. Okay. Um, okay. So let's leave that there. Midfielders. Brennan Aronson, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Luca De La Torre, Weston, Eunice, and Christian Roldan. Palmer, what pops out? Um, I don't – I guess because you have Christian Roldan bolded on the run order, you probably <laughs> want to talk about him. But I, I don't – I think this is kind of, for me, like, yeah, like the, these have been the guys that – these have been the guys. These have been our guys. I'm not that shocked by that. I'm sure that you guys, we could probably split hairs and talk about who's missing and, and, and whatnot. But uh, not a lot of surprises in the midfield for me. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree with you. Not a lot of surprises. Uh, I'm preempting Dan here because I want to talk about someone who he left off the snubs list. And... So I, I'm preempting Dan because I know clearly because he bolded it. He wants to talk about the fact that a Seattle Sounder, Christian Roldan, is included. <laughs> and so what I want to give him is the player who I, I would have I picked. And that's Gianluca Busio. And I think that, I mean, I'm not picking him because, you know, I, I get you the arguments him. with Roldan. Yeah, I love him, right, first of all. I, I'm yeah. in love with him. But uh, Roldan but is a more, ghost. So. Is, he is a ghost. Uh, Roldan's more experienced. Busio's now playing in Serie. That. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, now playing in Serie B, B, whatever. High B, eh, B, B. I don't know. <laughs> Italy, 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 de. Um, Due, the second. Um, but uh, so, like, I, I this is a good I, bit. Keep going on that. Keep yeah, going. I get why he's not playing, but. I just think he gives something different, and there would be situations. There could be situations where Gianluca Busio is the right tool for the job, and I just I'm not sure there's anywhere Christian Roldan is really the guy you want on the field. Like maybe he's more versatile, and and you're kind of like protecting against injuries there, or maybe he's a great locker room guy or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like Busio is so good from a dead ball. He gives a, like a, a bit of creative passing that sometimes we lack. Just think he could be very useful. Um, do you do you feel like have have we moved beyond like uh, the the men's national teams of the past where like we have to include Kyle Beckerman because he 
serves a purpose. Like, like. What do you mean serves a purpose? Because he defends. Well, well Beckerman was a a. What, what do you Fowler. like to say? Square peg in a in a square hole, right? Like he would do one thing, and like he might be he might we might see him play in one game. And that game is where he just has to kind of like be physical and defend. track a guy and defend and defend right. event. Yeah, uh, like I don't, I, I don't know what purpose Christian Roldan plays. Right, like what is his role? I think I agree that he's a locker room guy. If you look, I'm just crushing transfer market right now. If uh, you look at how he's been involved with the U.S. team over the last year. Uh, almost to the date, he's played a total of about 150 minutes, but been involved in the squad every single time. He is amazing on the bench, clearly. (laughs) He brings Uh, the sweetest fish. He he takes, you know, he'll eat up six minutes here and there. There's just nothing. uh, He's got to be a vibes guy. It's got to be the locker room bench situation. Well, and I'm sure. And he can, like, he can. In a central role, I think he can kind of slot in in most of those spots. You know what I mean? And like kind of be a shit version of everyone who plays centrally. Palmer's face is telling me that he's not recording. Oh. Oh. Well, just do it for us this week. Do it. Yeah. Can you hear us? We're good? I something something happened. Are you still recording? Know. Are you recording? I'm still, I am still recording. All right. What a pro. I don't know what yeah, happened. I just I got mean, like somebody else's audio in my in my AirPods. So, we're good. We're good. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I agree with that. He can slot in anywhere. Um he's not going to. I mean, this yeah, is Yeah, I like, totally agree. It's he's 24th, 25th, 26th on the roster. Does he even make the bench, right? Does everyone make the bench? I forget. I don't I think don't so. Know. You still only suit 20 or something, right? Like, he, it, uh, I don't care, but I think he's there for uh, for vibes. Yeah, maybe. That's what Christian Roldan is doing. Uh, forwards, Ferreira, Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, Tim Weah, Haji Wright, I think is the surprise here. Haji Wright. Uh, Colin, what else? I mean, we're missing Ricardo Pepe, uh, who's been scoring in the Eredivisie. I I know how to pronounce that league, Uh, or at least the American version of how you pronounce that league. Um, And also missing PFOC. So I think those are two guys who have scored some fairly big goals uh, for the U.S. Men's National Team in the past year. And, uh, you know, we're going to need some big goals, and it's just not clear where the goals are going to come from. Personally, I am not a fan of Jesus Ferreira. I obviously hope he proves me wrong, uh, but I don't think he's the goal scorer at this level. Um, I think the goals are going to have to come from, you know, the Pulisic and Reynas of the world, and uh, that's not a great feeling when you're leaving leaving some guys behind there. Uh, I'm trying to do quick goal scoring uh, rate math. Ferrer has seven in fifteen. Yeah, but they're all against the U.S. Men's National Team. Pull up his transfer market since we know you're on there right now. It's it, I feel like all those goals are like against garbage teams. When we beat Granada seven zero, he scores a hat trick. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm just not impressed with him. I haven't been impressed with him in, in the 
men's national team shirt at least in in against good competition. Maybe I'm, I'm remembering wrong, but that's my feeling on him. I, again, I hope I'm proven wrong. Haji yeah, Wright. It, yeah, it feels like like if you're if you're gonna give Ethan Horvath the the uh, the call up because of what he did in the Gold Cup, it feels like you should probably give Ricardo Pepe. Uh, a call yeah. up, yeah. given what he did for us in, in qualifications. Like, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for some of the goals that Pepe scored. So, this Jesus is a big Ferreira. Start. Yeah, I think that Pepe is uh, a sad situation for a few reasons. Uh, Jesus Ferreira had two goals and three assists against Trinidad in a 7 0 friendly win. Oh, sounds exactly what I'm describing. Four goals against Granada. Oh, my God. Even against Granada. Even the team I picked. Come on. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, four goals. And his, he had four goals against Granada and two against Trinidad. That's basically his whole total. That's yeah, se- he had one more, seven, which was yeah. against Panama in a 5-1 win. Oh, thank you. God, <laughs> I'm just spot on with this analysis. So oh. any of the teams that oh. we're going to beat in the World Cup by more than three goals were good. But right. he'll probably only score, like, the fourth goal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think Jordan Morris has a very specific role on this team, which is, like, run fast and be uh, big and as scary as possible yeah. when we're chasing a goal in the 85th minute. Be Clint um, Mathis. Was that Clint Mathis' job? I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I just, mean, like... I mean, Jordan Morris has popped up with some big goals, too. He's... I think he's, uh, I don't know, a proven entity or something like that, you know. But I think he's a tool in the toolbox. Yep, don't necessarily so. need 90 minutes of him. No, I, if we get 90 minutes of Jordan Morris at this World Cup, something has gone wrong. Uh, and I, I suspect if we see any of Jordan Morris in this World Cup, something is in a tough state. Because um, I, th- I think we're chasing a game, is, yeah. yeah. We're chasing a game. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right, there's the roster. Snubs, we talked a lot, of, a little bit about. Zach Steffen, Pepe, uh, Pfock, anyone else? Paul Ariola had a really nice post on uh, Instagram. He clearly thought he was in the mix and uh, didn't get the call. Uh, it was very heartfelt. I but, thought he would have uh, been, too. I feel like he, he played a lot in, in like most of the... I feel like, I don't know, you're on your transfer market, but I feel like he played a ton of minutes in friendlies, in qualifying, in, I just felt like he was... Yeah, I mean, I think that's part, part of the of symptom the of, like, yeah, of, uh, we play a lot of those games with what we would call a B team. We'd be like, right. oh, yeah, this was a B-minus team, and this this has got to be A-plus team. This is, this is yeah. you're obviously only picking the best guys who are available. So that's just tough for, for the Reggie Cannons and the Ariolas and of the world. He has played quite a bit in the over the last year or so. So, you know, certainly maybe he had a better shot of being called up than I actually realized. Um, but he's been, you know, playing minutes here and there over the last couple of years. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so who looking at this squad then uh, and thinking about Wales, what are your thoughts about how we should line up? We now know the teams or the, the guys that we can choose. Um, what do you want to see out there? I mean, I think the, the question is, like, who... I feel like you, you know, like, Pulisic starting, 
McKinney. Yeah, there are some givens, certainly. Right? Like, but the 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 major question is, is well, is, McKinney is, hasn't played for Juventus in a while. He may not be fully fit. Actually, I'm not sure he's a given. Oh well, okay. So then, Aronson, whatever, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are. I I just feel like there's there's not a lot of questions um, in the midfielder, maybe maybe forward. I mean, in I, terms I think, of, I think there's a, like there's a you got to leave some guys out kind of thing. Out of Aronson, yeah. Adams, McKenney, Musa, Pulisic, Reyna, that's six guys. Yeah. You can't play them all in front of the the back four and then a striker. You're, you're one, you've got one guy too many. So one yeah. of those guys who presumably kind of sounds like a given starter is on the bench. Yeah, at I least. mean, I, I, guess, I, I guess I was probably I shouldn't have said Aronson. I feel like Aronson probably is more of a sub. Adams is definitely 100% has Adams, to be yeah. on the... Yeah, it doesn't have a replacement, line. yeah. Um, but for me, um, my question is, is who's, who's our center backs? Like, Absolutely, that is the, the big issue. Yep. And that, I think, will be... Like, kind of how, how our center backs go is, is, is how this tournament's going to go. Um, and if we're still asking questions after the Wales game about, like, who should we have at center back? And, and if, if um, Burhalter decides to switch it up after the second game and try something different at center back, that, that's going to be a, the sign of, like, how long are we actually going to last in this tournament? But couldn't you say that there's, like, different, different players who make sense playing against different teams? Like the way they're going to play, I I think you definitely could say that, but um, it, I just think it like think of like, and I, I could be wrong, but like think of the the winning World Cup teams from the past. It seemed like there were the defense was at least their their two center backs or the center back, however they lined up, was was sorted. Like there was no they were penned in to the starting 11 and then it was figure something out about what's going on on the outside. What type of formation are you play, playing in the middle of the field? But it seems like the defense has to be kind of the thing. Yeah. At least the, the spine of the, of the defense. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying with that. I, I think that against Wales that maybe we're, we're previewing here what, uh, or whatever, but no, we're in it. We're in it. Colin. We're in it. Uh, I think, for me, Wales is the one is one game where you could get away with Tim Ream at center back. Uh, I don't think they have a lot of pace. Um, Gareth Bale being the one notable exception. Uh, so maybe maybe that's a, a bad move. I I honestly haven't watched much Gareth Bale at LAFC um, except for you know <laughs> the one the no, of LA. No, but nobody has. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so like I honestly don't know if he like what his pace is like. He scored. I've seen a couple highlights where he seems to like still bully people. And so yeah, if, if that's his game now, kind of like Ronaldo, switching to like his aerial game and, and bullying people, you know maybe we we're, we're okay with that. And then two two of their of the presumptive starters in the attacking two thirds of the game, the midfield and forward lines, play at Fulham. Harry Wilson and Daniel James, guys. Tim Ream knows very well. And then Joe Allen, Aaron Ramsey, like these aren't guys who are going to run by Tim Ream because he's some kind of, you know, 
liability with his pace, he should feel very comfortable playing these players. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just I think that if you want to get a game out of Tim Ream or you want to see if Tim Ream, if, if, if that's going to work, you could be the first game. I think it's also, I agree with that 100%, for two more things to consider is there's barely any camp ahead of this World Cup. There's, I mean, I assume that the guys are all traveling there now. They've got a week, maybe five training sessions, something like that. So Jedi plays on the left. You have Tim Ream play left center back. You've got a pair there. They're used to playing together. They don't need a bunch of reps. That's like, okay, they're good. And we can work on other stuff looking ahead to England where maybe you want a different profile. Somebody, I don't know, CCV, who's a little bit better at just like nodding crosses away. Tim Ream is a ball player, though. And Wales is one of those teams that we would hope that we can control the ball a little bit more uh, and, and not be pressed down back against our own goal. Uh, and Tim Ream, I think, is the best passing center back that we've got on this roster. So if there's a place to get him 90, it's uh, almost certainly Wales. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you that against England, uh, even though Berhalter made the comment that, like, oh, yeah, he plays for Fulham, I don't think he's a good matchup against, like, the players that will run out for England. And I think those are the same guys who eat him alive in the Premier League. So, <laughs> like... Right. The tape is all there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of sounds like we'd like uh, the boy Tim Ream to start against Wales. Wouldn't That's hate it. Center. Wouldn't hate it. I'd understand it at least. Yeah. 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 Um, up top, Sergeant Ferreira, who starts? You know my thoughts. Who's even the starter? I mean, not against Wales even. Like, what's who's the who's the number one here? It's... Uh. Yeah. In Greg's mind. I mean, we know Colin's thoughts, yeah. I guess. But is Sargent really that much better even, Colin? Um, I think he is. Uh, I think he's a better player. Um, I think he's a more complete player. I think he uh, gives you more off the ball. Like winning, you know, he's a really good, I think, off the ball striker. I think that's why he keeps getting chances at places, you know, why Norwich will take him and things like that, despite never having, like, a great goal-scoring record. Um, why he's kept getting minutes last year. Um, so I think that in a World Cup, he can, he can do a job for us. I think he absolutely deserves to be there. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, excited to have Josh Sargent as the striker. I think that he's not going to score a lot of goals. Goals are going to have to come from... Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, those are going to have to be the guys that carry us. Weston McKenney heading the ball. It's like, that's just, that sucks, but that's reality. But I would still start Josh Sargent. Uh, and again, this is skipping ahead, but in the Iran game, I could see doing something like putting Tim Weah at the nine. Mm. But for me, the Wales and England, uh, probably both of those starts go to Josh Sargent for me. Yeah. I mean, we should be through six points by then, so I think <laughs> Byron matter. will be playing. Just run, out. Just run out yeah, Haji definitely. right. No big deal. Shouldn't definitely. be a problem. Uh, Palmer, I think Pulisic is a nailed-on starter, I think. It'd be it'd be pretty wild if he didn't start. I mean, he's uh, the captain. That'd be a big call from Greg. I wouldn't necessarily hate it. I think I'd respect Greg if he dropped him, but I, <laughs> he's yeah, he's got to be in pen, right? So then on the other side... 
Yeah, it's got to be. How great would that be, though? Just, like, really fuck with his head. He's struggling at <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, can't get in the team at Chelsea, and then is not in the starting 11 against Wales. Man, that would be great for his, his psyche. It would be just oh, amazing. It would be he'd be ruined. Great tournament for him. You got to come through that. <laughs> Greg Berhalter's been studying Jose Mourinho, and he's like, I'm going to ruin Pulisic. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my guy. guy. <laughs> Five uh, years from now, he'll be playing pickup with Deli Ali. <laughs> uh, do you like Weya or Gio more on the uh, the other side of the attacking three, Palmer? I gotta go Gio. I gotta go Gio. I just from from what he's shown, uh, I think he's playing well at Borussia Dortmund right now. Um, and then anytime he's been in the in the starting eleven for for the U.S., I feel like he has stood out as as our guy. So. For me, he's a he's a penned in name. Like you have to give it to Pulisic because it's Pulisic. He's the captain, right? But for for me, it's Geo's has to be in our starting eleven all the time. I I disagree with only the last statement. Okay. So uh, I agree he should start against Wales. We we got to get goals from him, whether they're you know goals or assists. He's got to pre- create some of the. Attacking that leads to goals. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily a starter against England. I think against England, uh, we've played Brendan Aronson on the wing instead of in the middle where he plays for his club. And if Berhalter wants to keep doing that, I think that uh, England is the game to do that. Uh, Obviously, Brendan Aronson plays at the club level against all those guys and has had success pressing them, but do, not, but a, ton not a ton of success like breaking, like breaking them, down. them down. So, so I think for I sure think for that sure is the game, game to, to, to rotate, to rotate that, that spot. And you're not going to play Gio in a 90 minutes times three games. Three That's games. just not going to happen. No. I, think I think Palmer's comment that Gio Reyna like is our guy every time he plays. That's how I feel about Weya. Like every time you see him play, he looks like the sharpest attacker we have. He's going towards goal. He like, I'm I'm not sure how he fits in. Like, I think I agree that you can't drop Pulisic or Reyna, but I, I think you've got to figure out how to get Wea on the field every game at least a bit. So maybe it's a sub situation. Yeah, I don't think Gio's necessarily a 90 minute fit player. Uh, Definitely not or times can't three. Stay healthy if he is. Yeah, like Wea. I agree with you. I need to see him. I need to see him. I think Wea needs to play in at least two of the three games. Like, I, I don't necessarily know which two. You know, it probably matters on how things are going because most of that's going to be a sub-appearance probably. Uh, but I agree it, that we need to see some Wea. Um, yeah, I agree with all those things. But also, like, he just hasn't produced actually that much. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, he looks really good. He's a really exciting player. Like, that's just his style, I feel like. is He's really direct. He's a really exciting player. But uh, I, I think he's not better than Gio Reyna. They're very different. Yeah. Uh, he's not as well-rounded. He's just not, he's not a better player. It's great to have a player like that coming off your bench, though. Like, how, that has, that's a, the thing that makes us excited about these rosters, right? Or, like, this generation of the U.S. Men's National Team. When did we ever have a player of his quality who's coming off the bench and, like, just can't get into the team. Yeah. Never, yeah. never. Well, and the same in the midfield. If, if it's Wes or Musa or Aronson or, like, whatever, 
there's another starting quality player. Yeah, that's true. In that's true, right. and it's probably going to be Brendan Aronson. But the profile of Brendan Aronson is just like less exciting. As much as I love the like, again, another player I'm absolutely head over heels in love with, but like he 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 doesn't play with the the way that Tim Weah plays. Like he plays much more American, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, Yunus Musa, for instance, is more the that guy for the Tim Weah where. When Musa takes over a game and like starts dribbling past people, you're like, "Oh shit, we have a guy like this." Like, it's, he's more exciting. Yeah. These, uh, it feels like these are really great problems to have, and um, the issue is that this is giving me hope. And uh, <laughs> it's only it's uh, the only. I just don't know how to feel right now. Yeah, you, so you're just gonna have a. There's gonna be moments in each game that make you feel like we should be better. Okay. And then okay. what's going to happen is we're going to lose three to zero. And then what's <laughs> going to happen is you're going to blame Greg Berhalter. That's just sim it now. That is just that's what's going to happen. We're not going to okay. score goals, but we will give up goals, and therefore we'll lose games. Okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, at least Greg Berhalter should not be our coach after the World Cup if that happens. There's, you know, Oof. when something seems bad, turn it around. Oof. Find something good. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, or you trust the process, you know, trust the process. <laughs> it's working out really well for the Sixers as a Bucks fan. Trust the process. Uh, there you go. So those are our thoughts on Wales. I, I don't have a lot to say about Wales as an opponent. Gareth Bale. I mean, it's a lot of like pretty solid guys, but nobody that's very scary. I don't think pretty uh, experienced. Listen, Every team Gareth is experienced Bale. compared to us, but Gareth Bale scoring uh, that game tying. Yeah, goal I don't want to hear about it. The MLS. Uh, uh, Davis scored a goal for Spurs this weekend. Um, all the Wales players are peaking at the, at the right moment, so it's, <laughs> it's not great. It's not great for us. It's not great. They are peaking duck. Not a, not um, as a team though. Let's be clear. Not as a team. They have not won a game since June. Okay. Uh, that was. The game that got them into the World Cup uh, against Ukraine, one one nil. So, so listen, they they win games when they're supposed to win games. That's I they're mean, due. They, Absolute gambler's fallacy from Palmer. They're due. <laughs> For the record, the U.S. men's national team has also not won a game since June. Yeah, uh, big draw coming up. Big nil nil draw. No, I'm just so uh, I. So this game is Monday. I assume we will not pod before that. So I don't know, unless Mike really wants to get on tape, which could happen. <laughs> Palmer, winky, winky. <laughs> uh, I have no knowledge of any other pods that are being planned. I'll put it that way. That's not true. Uh, so what do you want, Palmer? Tell me. What uh, do I want? Obviously. Damn, a what win, do I, what do I a want? A win, you're ecstatic, right? Yeah. What's maybe this is the way to say it? Uh, is a draw a draw that feels like a win, or is it a draw that feels like a loss? Yep, that's my oh, question. God, I mean, I guess it it depends on how we play, right? Like if we're just getting absolutely battered and it's a zero zero draw, that's gonna feel like a draw that feels like a win, right? But if we go out and play and we can't score, which is to Colin's point, like where are these goals gonna come from? then that's going to feel like a draw that feels like a loss, right? Uh, obviously want three points, but you have, you have to figure 
that this is the biggest game in the group for both of us, for the U.S. and Wales, right? The winner of this group, or sorry, the winner of this game, if you were able to get three points from this game, is essentially you're going to get first or second in the group, right? Because you have to figure England maybe possibly could win the group, uh, and then second place is really between the U.S. And, and, and Wales. I don't know. I'm a little more worried about Iran than you are, but uh, I will accept your stance. Okay. So I feel like this is a must-win three points. It's wild how big this, this first game is. And, I, you know, I think that the first game of a tournament is, is a massive game anyway because it kind of sets the tone. What is, what's the rhetoric going to be like? What is the... Uh, What's the narrative around the team going to be like? At this point, I experienced some technical difficulties. And so this is the end of the Soccer Thread podcast for this week. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, 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 uh.